0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Focus Point Podcast. I'm really glad you decided to give us a listen. I hope that the words that you hear will encourage you and bless you. I encourage you also to share this with your family and your friends. If you need more information, you can head over to thepointoffocus.com where you'll find other podcast episodes, blog posts, videos, and just some more general information about our ministry. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. If you have a copy of the Bible handy, please grab it and open it up to Genesis 45. We are going to be there today. We're also going to read some in Genesis 50, but we're going to be kind of paraphrasing and kind of looking at elements from Genesis 42 to Genesis 50. So... If you get to Genesis 45, we'll kind of read a little bit there, and then we're going to read a little bit in Genesis 50, but we'll go there together. But um, that's where we're starting. So this episode, we're ending our Dreams series. This is the final episode in the Dreams series, but this is also the final episode, the 21st and final episode of our Genesis series. Congratulations, we made it to the end of the Genesis series. I'm excited for the next few episodes as we dive into the book of Exodus. But so where we've been, um, basically at the beginning of the year, we started a series called Journey to the Promised Land, where we're looking at the first six books of the Old Testament. So that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua. And we are now coming to the end of Genesis. And This is a year-long series, and we're going to be doing different series for each one of the books, and I'm excited to continue on. But I'm also excited to kind of put this bow on this book of Genesis and all the things that we've seen. We've seen the creation of the world in Genesis 1. We saw how everything was perfect and all of that and then In came the devil and tricked Adam and Eve into eating from the fruit, saying that they would be just like God. And there was really no need for a change because they were already like God. And they already um, had all of those things. It was a perfect world. There was nothing more, really, that they needed. But the devil tricked them into thinking there was more. And so they ate from the tree. They got kicked out of the garden and all of that. Then we saw Cain and Abel and how Cain and Abel um, had a moment, their sibling rivalry, and Cain wound up killing Abel because he couldn't get his anger in check. And we talked about that and we learned how sometimes we've got to remember to get our anger in check because we'll do things that don't always reflect our our character that don't always reflect our character in the way we respond. So we figured out that's that's important. And then we talked about Noah. And how he had to have faith and just build that boat, and we uh, God told us how to do it. Right? We talked about that. God will tell us how to do things. God will tell us by giving us instructions on how we should do things, just like He did for Noah. And then we talked about the Tower of Babel and how people just weren't still weren't getting it, and how pride was really getting in the way of them. And so God made different languages. And then we dove into a little bit more meat of the book of Genesis as we started a series called Look to the Stars. And we looked at the life of Abraham and we looked how God gave Abraham a promise that he was going to have many descendants and that one of those descendants and of those descendants was going to bless the entire earth. And Abraham believed god but he didn't believe god and our big idea of that series that look to the stars series was god keeps his promises but we must remain faithful to him even when the future isn't clear so we have to remember that and um abraham kind of did what god said and he he, God told him to leave everything behind and go to this land and just take him and Sarah, but he didn't. And so then he had, you know, all those people there with him. And he had the option of having the slave girl there with him, um, Sarah's slave, Hagar. And then he tried to help God and all of that. And they had Ishmael and now there, now God can now God can bless me. Now God can carry on what he promised to me through my son, Ishmael. And God was like, no, 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 no. And so um, then if you're following kind of was going along with us, we stopped a little bit for Holy Week, and then we kind of came back into this Look to the Stars series where we um, talked about Isaac and all of that. And so then we talked about Jacob and Esau, another brother story, and how that kind of ties into what God says and how God keeps his promises and how God's words will prevail and all of that and what God truly wants will happen as God orders our steps. Then kind of piggybacking onto this, what, what, uh, the big idea for the look to the star series was, you know, God keeps his promises, but we must remain faithful and obedient even when the future isn't clear because, and then our dream series that we just started, um, a few episodes ago is because faithfulness to God's dreams are rewarded, and so sticking with God and remaining faithful to God, we, we get rewarded for that. And we started this series looking at Jeremiah 2911 through 14 and that was kind of like our foundation as we try to remember that no matter what's going on in life, no matter what we see, no matter kind of what's happening, no matter if it isn't clear, and that it doesn't make sense, that God's got good plans for us, plans to give us a hope and a future and he wants us to prosper. And that he's with us and so we we saw that in that and now we've kind of saw how Joseph was um, sold into slavery and we saw how um, that people may not always see our dreams the way that we do our dreams may not always be valued by other people the same way that we value them and we saw this in the responses that Joseph got to his dreams His brothers were like, you're going to be king? Is that what you're trying to tell us? What kind of foolish dreams are that? And a similar response from his dad, Jacob. And But Jacob still was kind of like, oh, that kind of is interesting. And it makes sense in a way. I don't know. He just wondered what it meant. But he still kind of responded in the negative with that. And then we saw um, a little bit about integrity. Even though Joseph didn't have really anything to gain, he was already um, second in command in Potiphar's house. He was bought by Potiphar and he was already second in command. He didn't need anything else. And Potiphar's wife thought he was attractive and tried to get him to sleep with her and all of this stuff. And Pharaoh kept, I'm sorry, and Joseph kept his um, integrity in check. He, He didn't need really anything. And we talked about how sometimes we. We make decisions to try and help our dreams. We try to change our our own like beliefs or our own um, characteristics or it, some things about ourselves and how we conduct our lives to try and reach a goal, and that it really sometimes doesn't ever work out. In this one, though, Joseph kept his integrity intact. And sometimes, when we keep our integrity intact, we can lose everything. Right. Sometimes when we make the decision, we're not going to do that underhanded thing. We're not going to cut that corner. We're not going to to do that kind of stuff. And we can lose our job or something worse can happen to us. And then last week, we saw how waiting is a part of the process. Something that Abraham had to learn, something that Joseph had to learn, and all of that. And we saw that he waited two years before Pharaoh had a dream, before the cupbearer remembered that he was there. But one of the most important overarching things that we've been kind of looking at in this entire series is that the Lord was with Joseph and he succeeded. And that's something that I believe God is talking to us as we carry through with this, that he's with us and we can't leave him out like we, we shouldn't leave him out. We should want God with us to help us accomplish our goals and our dreams because when he's, God is with us, we succeed. If it's true for Joseph, it's true for us. God is the same. The Bible tells us that God doesn't change. The Bible says, I, the Lord, do not change. And if he doesn't change, he's the same God that he was for Joseph that he is for us. And so if he's with us, we can succeed. And so now we're kind of going to put a big bow on all of this as now Joseph is in a position of power. We left him there. He is now second in command of Egypt. Only Pharaoh is more powerful than him, but even Pharaoh isn't dictating to Joseph what to do. But God um has a has a word for us, I think. As I was sitting here and thinking about this, it's kind of like this is one of those things like Joseph's dreams came true and all of that, but I think it's how we respond to the to our dreams when we when we reach our goals when we reach our dreams when we get to our mountaintops or our promised lands if you will how we respond when we get there as we know joseph's dreams were not well received and joseph finally has an opportunity to rub it in his brother's faces and i think that god wants us to see how joseph responded is the way that we should respond to even our critics, when we say something or when we have a dream or a goal, and people just kind of laugh at us or like, "Are you crazy? Do you really think that that's gonna happen? Yeah, are you? Eh, it's a bit far-fetched. It's a big dream, okay? Well, we have a big God, so God can do it." I mean, sarcastically repeating. So, what happens here is the famine has gone on. And like I've said, we're going to be paraphrasing a lot from Genesis 42 uh, to Genesis 50. Uh, But so and here's where the storytelling comes in. Okay, so now, as we know, there's a famine and Egypt is positioned. I said this a little bit last week. Egypt is positioned that not only were they good for Egypt, it was good for surrounding communities. People from all over were coming to get food from Egypt. Joseph had made it in, um, Joseph had made it so that they had a lot. And it even says here in Genesis 42, it says, we heard there's grain available in Egypt. Like there's, there's stuff available and God has put, um, and so Joseph's position there has probably made it to where Egypt is even better than they would have been, even if they knew about it. So Joseph's brothers go to Egypt. And he recognizes them, right? He, he, he recognizes, um, uh, his brothers and they don't recognize him. You know, obviously he's not wearing a rainbow coat anymore. He's not this little kid that they, that they had left him and that they had sold him. Sorry. And now he's this man, he's probably wearing Royal, all sorts of stuff where it wouldn't be easy to recognize him. So he comes there, he recognizes them, and um, since he knows, he tells them to go back and get Benjamin. And he he sends them to go get Benjamin, and Jacob, of course, is um, kind of against that because Joseph and Benjamin were from uh, Leah, I'm sorry, from Rachel, um, and they're, they're, they're kind of important to him because Rachel was important to him. And so he has very, very, um, he pushes back a little bit, but they finally send Benjamin and then he sends them back to get Jacob, but he plants a silver cup in with, uh, Benjamin's sack and with Benjamin's green. And he sends his officials out after them and, uh, they arrest Benjamin pretty much. They take Benjamin and say, well, um, uh, you can go get your father and come back and all of that. Uh, but we need to take him. And so Joseph is doing all of this testing to his brothers because he wants to see if they will leave um, Benjamin like they left him. So the brothers come back uh, with Benjamin and with Jacob. I mean, it's come back with Jacob. Sorry, Benjamin's already there. And this is where we pick up the story. In Genesis 45, verse 1, it says, Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room and he said to his attendants out all of you so he was alone with his brothers when he told them who he was then they broke down and wept he wept so loudly that the egyptians could hear him and word quickly and word of it quickly carried to pharaoh's palace i am joseph he said to his brothers is my father still alive but his brothers were speechless they were stunned That they realized, uh, sorry, they were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said. So they came closer. And he said again, I am your brother. I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to to preserve your lives. This famine has ravished the land for two years and will last for five more. And there will be nothing, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve you, and to preserve many uh, survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he made me an advisor to Pharaoh the manager of his entire palace, and the governor of all of Egypt. So, this is a big story. But what I see here is, and then they, um, what, what I see here is Joseph didn't rub it in their face. Joseph knew whose plan this was all along. And, it, and it's hard, but it, it's just glaring at me off this page that God has plans for us, even when things don't go our way, even when things are unclear, even when we don't get it. And then when we get to the other side of it, we get it. Right. Joseph spent two years in jail, but Joseph spent a lot of time wondering why his brothers would have sold him into slavery. He's a human being. Why did, my, why did my brothers sell me into slavery? And he didn't know what his brother said to his father. So then he's like, why, is, why doesn't my dad come looking for me? He doesn't. He, doesn't, he didn't know. And he's just like, what, what happened to these people? Why, why? Why is this happening? And then things kind of shaped up for him. And, and, he, and he kind of stayed with God and he did what was right and all of that. And then he wound up in jail and he's like, why is this happening? I shared a little bit of, of of a story last week that I've kind of shared in its entirety and bits and pieces all over this podcast um, over the over the years. But I lost I lost a job that I believe was from God, and I did that job for a long time, and then all of a sudden I I lost that job, and it's kind of like, why God, why why did you why did you do that? Why did you take that? Why did you give me that job and then take it away? And so Joseph probably struggled with a lot of that stuff. Why did you give me this position, God, and then put me in jail? And then now he's realizing that the plan all along was God's plan that God had him come to Egypt so everybody can be so everybody could be preserved his entire family they could be freed from the famine and so this is what we um, what we see in this story and this is what I believe that God wants us to see from this story I know he wanted me to see it that when we get to our promised land when we reach our dreams when we get to our goals when our dream comes true like it did for Joseph here. He didn't go, ha, 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 look at me, I am bigger than, better than you, what about those dreams, huh, what about those dreams, what about those 12, um, what about those 11 grains and bowing down to me and all that stuff, how about it now, look at you, you're bowing around just like my dream said you would, and now I've got position and power over you, and I can let you starve, or I can help you, or I can sell you like you did me, All of those things could have happened. But Joseph's like, no, no. God God sent me here. I've succeeded because of God. And God put me here to help us. What an amazing thing to see for Joseph. Because I know I struggle with that. When somebody doesn't see eye to eye with me. And something that I want to achieve. Or a goal that I want to reach. And then I finally do it. It's kind of like, ha! Look at that. See, I can do it. (laughs) So... And I know maybe you've been there too. But now let's let's, let's look at um, something else as we go forward. Um, now, fast forward a lot. There's a lot that happened. You can read, like I said, Genesis forty-two to fifty is where we've uh, where we've kind of been. You can read all of this and um, and such and fill yourself in. But um, J- J- Joseph now. Um, is coming, we're coming to the end of the story and Jacob has passed on and they, they bury Jacob and all of that. And this is where, um, what I just said kind of gets reassured. Okay. Because now, now Jacob's dead and now his brothers, Joseph's brothers start to think, okay, well now that dad's dead, uh, what's Joseph going to do to us? So Genesis 50, verse 14, if you want to if you wanna track with me, this is where it will be. Um, it says, After burying Jacob, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had accompanied him to his father's burial. But now that his father was dead, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrongs we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph. Before your father died, he instructed us to say to you, Please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did to you, for their sin in treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of God, so the servants of God, our father, beg you to forgive our sin. When Joseph received the message, he broke down and wept. Then his brothers came to him and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves," they said. But Joseph replied. Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people. No, do not be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them by speaking kindly to them. There's a lot in there and we could spend some time talking about it but one of the things that jumps off at me is is am i god that i can punish you he's basically saying you know what i'm supposed to forgive i'm supposed to let this go because that's what's right it's almost like i mean and i don't know what joseph knew but it's almost like the story of cain and abel ...kind of comes back here. And once again, this is a brother thing... ...and Joseph could have done anything to get revenge. Just like Cain did. But you know what? He understood why he was there. He knew why he was there. He knew what um, God had done for him. He knew why he was there... ...and how he was supposed to help his brothers. Even if he wasn't clear about the dream... in, in, ...in the past. But he still was in this position... To do either good or bad. And choices are um, are real. Choices are uh, sacred. As uh, someone around my church says. It's important. Every choice we make. And as we've talked about in this series. Either we're choosing to take steps toward God. Or away from God. Either toward our dreams. Or away from our dreams. And, and Joseph chose to continue to take steps toward god and toward his his dreams because that's who god is and, and god wants us to do that as well so we can see this this evidence of forgiveness here of his brothers just like we saw with jacob and esau and that's what god calls us to do as well it, it, it's almost like we should leave it up to god what they do is up to them in god and sometimes we try to get in the way, we try to like handle it, we try to we try to help God, I guess, if you will, as we've already kind of seen. and I know there are some there's some crazy thing and there's some dastardly things and there's some awful things that happen, but that is between them and God it's for God to judge' it's for God to handle, and we are called to forgive them if we believe in Jesus because Jesus forgave us. we are called to forgive them and then the rest of that um, verse 20 it's very familiar verse you intended to harm me but God intended it for good just kind of loops us all the way back that sometimes we may not understand when things aren't clear when things don't always add up when we don't understand but we have to remember that God is intending it for good and we only see it when we get to the end as I've, as I've kind of hinted at, Joseph didn't understand why he was sold into slavery, he didn't understand why he got thrown in jail, he didn't understand a lot of things, but when it came down to it, he was there, right where God wanted him to be all along the way, and now that he's sitting on a throne in Egypt, he could look back and go, now I see, and that's just like us, we can see it after it happens, we can see it when it when it's done, We can see it when the the puzzle is completed, but we can't see it while we're in it during the steps that we have to take. We just have to keep taking steps because as I've said, God keeps his promises, but we must remain faithful to him. Even when the future isn't clear, even when things aren't clear, we need to remain faithful to him because faithfulness to God will be rewarded faithfulness to God's dreams will be rewarded. He's got good plans for us. And that's what this verse also, Genesis 50, 20, kind of loops it back around and it ties it in to Jeremiah 29, 11, That that God's got good plans for us. They're plans to give us a hope and a future. They're plans for good, not for disaster. That's what God has for us. That's what God wants for us. God has got big dreams for us. He orders our steps. And that is just something that I don't even know if I can say any clearer. I think that's where God wants us to end. That God orders our steps. That God's got good plans for us. God's got big dreams for us. Bigger than even we can ask or imagine that God's got for us. We just have to remain faithful to him. We just have to stay with him. We have to keep making the choices to take the steps toward God And toward our dreams and toward our goals and walk hand in hand with almighty God so we can get to where we're going so we can get to our promised land now as we end here with this i want to say something real quick as we go forward we're going to see a little bit different kind of things jump out as we go through the book of exodus But I'm excited to dive in there. But we're gonna see how staying with God helps, and staying and kind of turning away from God doesn't help. Doesn't help us get to where we're going any sooner. So remember these. Remember these things that that just because we accomplish something in spite of what people think, in spite of our critics, it's important to just remember that we did it, and that remember that we did it because of God's help, and that God helps us succeed. And that even though we go through some valleys, that God is there with us, that God is going through those valleys with us, that he's there and he's holding our hand and he's there to protect us and to guide us. And then when we come out on the other side, we can see that all of it is meant for good. It is meant for us to succeed because God has good plans for us. God wants us to prosper. God wants us to enjoy life and he doesn't have any plans to hurt us he just wants us to have life to the full and he wants us to have joy overflowing that's what God has for us so I hope this word found you um, found you well and it encouraged you and that it blessed you and I hope that you'll continue on with us as we continue to go through these Old Testament books as we continue to kind of just spotlight. This, this trek to the promised land uh, so I hope to see you next week